This is a Dynamike Network podcast. back to max destruction and uh ladies and gentlemen we have made it through the end of the spooky season duels uh we started with michael myers versus jason Voorhees. we went a little bit crazier with pinhead versus pennywise of course last week uh, we had Candyman versus leatherface and this week i cannot wait cannot wait to finalize spooky season with probably a little more action uh of a podcast. And I figured, you know, we've had a bunch of guest hosts that, you know, they, they are okay. They're, they, you know, they, 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 they did the job, right? It's been fun, but honestly, I could not think of a better person to bring back than Dustin. What's up, everybody? The returning champion is back. I don't know about that, my friend, but it is good to have you back. Uh, you are my larger bearded friend that I, I've honestly missed you. And I know the audience has. They keep asking me, when is Dustin coming back? When is Dustin coming back? When are you leaving? When is Dustin coming back? Uh, of course, <laughs> that person was you, uh, but we won't go with that. Uh, Dustin, how's it been, man? How's your vacation? It has been jam-packed busy. Weddings and all sorts of stuff have been going on this whole last month for me. But I am super excited to get back at it. I've been missing, you know, talking my smack to you and it's just, it hasn't been the same. Yeah. I mean, really it's been delete one Marvel fan, bring in another Marvel fan. So it's not, it's not been really any, any more of an adjustment than normal. However, uh, there's, there's just something that has said that the OG is back. Uh, and what better way of transitioning out of the spooky season into the rest of season two, uh, than bringing back the original, coast but you know co-guest that has been uh eh, we'll say missed slightly uh dustin before we get into who this fight's going to be of course we have to bring in wham wham of course you weren't involved with the last one uh which uh, was shaggy robinson uh norbert really if, if you wanted to get uh, real technical with it. Uh, and we didn't have one for the audience to go through. So I figured at this time, what we will talk about is of the previous couple episodes. And I know you weren't a huge fan uh, of a lot of them, uh, but of the, the spooky season uh, audience or um, matchups, which one was your favorite? Oh, my favorite is probably Jason. I, that is one of the spooky ones that I grew up with and one of the only ones that I actually paid attention to growing up. So Jason Voorhees for sure. Of course. I mean, it, it, it's, it's like a rock. It's time and tested, right? You're, you, you got Jason. Friday the 13th is always going to be badass. And I know it, it was fun doing that fight. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, when we were talking about it, you and I off the wreck. Uh, we just said, you know, there was just a lot of stabby stabby between two rocks. 
Um, <laughs> and that's really what happened. Uh, we really smashed the action figures together on that one. Uh, and I know personally it, it didn't get any better than that. So, all right, my friends. So before we go into uh, the actual meat and potatoes of this, I think we should introduce who we're fighting. Uh, Dustin, who are you representing this go-round? I am representing the winner of today's episode, the pure royalty and the majestic alien queen. Ah, so bring in the royalty and the alien queen. That's great. Uh, the only only character that we could think of that would be a close matchup for this, of course, has been played out before in the movies, but I don't think they did it justice, uh, which, of course, we will, which is the Yaucha himself, Predator. Uh, the reason why this podcast exists, of course, was Dutch versus Rambo. And who else could make Arnold Schwarzenegger look like a bitch than the Predator himself? So that is who I'll be repping. But of course, we'll get into that when we get into the tale of the cocoa butter. But let's have Geo come back and uh, explain to our guests what the tale of the cocoa butter is. Geo? Here at the Max Destruction Podcast, and more specifically, the Destruction Deli, we use the tale of the cocoa butter to break down the character's bios, abilities, and equipment for the match. Think of it like boxing or the UFC tale of the tape, but a lot more 80s action hero style. Glistening muscles were all the rage, and therefore, these mooks use it as measuring device. Ticket number 26. Of course, uh, you weren't here when I explained it, uh, Dustin, but Gio had to franchise out. He had to get out of the area that he was in in New York City. More specifically, I think probably after the It versus uh, Pinhead duel, uh, because there was nothing left. There was absolutely nothing left. That was a five out of five on the destruction spectrum, uh, and therefore it's probably still haunted. Like all of that is is just pure unadulterated, uh, inhuman spirit. So Gio is now reporting from his lush little deli in Connecticut because that's where everybody goes from New York. They live in Connecticut. So I think it's pretty special that Gio is still uh, willing to get in on this podcast. Yeah, you know, we can't do this podcast without Gio. And I wouldn't go back to that street, so I don't blame him. (laughs) Yeah, I think after the third time that you have to like sell your life's worth uh, again and again and again, it's probably not worth it. So, uh, my friend, since you are back and it is your first episode back, why don't you go ahead and break down the Alien Queen? All right. So, the Alien Queen, the future winner of today's episode. I'm just going to call it now because we all know it. So, the actor, um, it's, you know animatronics and miniatures but fun fact the creature's voice is the director himself james cameron the height of this alien queen is at least 15 feet weighing in at 10 tons rank is the queen okay that's that's all you need to know movies she has appeared in aliens which is the second movie alien 3 alien resurrection avp now to get into a little bit of her backstory the queen is she's different than the other xenomorphs she has these extra arms she has this very large head crest which i'm guessing is kind of like you know symbolic of a crown that's why she's the queen and they can also vary a little bit in appearance from between different alien queens um she also typically has this giant egg sack that she is attached to because she is laying down the future just like kind of like an ant or whatever you know bugs you Anyways, don't let that fool you. 
because she can detach from that egg sac and enter combat. And that's what we're talking about today. She's she's coming for combat. And, you know, she typically lets her drones and her warriors do all the fighting for her. She kind of has that hive mind deal controlling them saying, you know, hey, kill these guys. I don't like them. They look funny. And also hug their faces really tightly because they, they're cute. So um, xenomorphs are, they're very much uh, predatorial, predatory creatures. Ha ha ha. See, see what I did there. Um, the queen though has shown to be more intelligent than the rest of the aliens. Um, she has also shown to have, you know, actual anger and vengeance when she feels slighted. One example of this is when Ripley decides, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to destroy a whole nest. That pissed the queen off. She went on a murderous rampage, and she was even smart enough to hide in the landing gears to get back to the main ship to attack them there. And, you know, eventually she dies by going down an airlock, but, you know, some of that I'll get into in a minute. And although most aliens have shown signs of intelligence, it just, it's not the same level. She just has something special about her. All of them are able to observe their prey, but she is able to actually plan attacks. And also she has been seen in other media as to understand when her eggs and her children are being threatened to like, kind of like a hostage situation. And she knows what's going on. That also ticks her off. Just saying now for her combat. Okay. Despite her size, she has been seen to sustain near limitless gunfire before she needs to retreat. This is a total powerhouse like you've never seen before. She can kill most prey within seconds. Um, typical to all aliens, you know, she has the tail with the stabby stabby, and she has the freaky tongue that um, I don't know, some people might like. I think Ken does, but it just straight up rips your face off. So don't get in too close, Ken. She will rip your freaking face off. All right. And like I said, her height can vary. It is said that she could be at least 15 feet, but has grown uh, up to 40 feet in some situations. Two examples of her strength. Uh, When she fought Ellen Ripley, Ripley had to use a forklift, Iron Man knockoff piece of machinery deal to even hold her back, to keep her at bay. And I mean, she was just like kind of slapping her away with this piece of machinery and holding her back and just barely staying far enough back to where the tongue wasn't ripping her face off. And that's all she could do until she eventually dropped her in the airlock and pinned her down with the forklift thing, my bobber. Um, One thing that I will say, because you know I got to pick apart an old classic movie a little bit, is I want to know how strong Ellen Ripley actually is. And it makes me question our previous duel where we had her in it because I mean, she is holding on a ladder with her elbow and she is holding the full weight of this alien queen as she's being sucked out of the airlock. And we just said, I just said earlier, that's like about 10 tons. Where the heck does she go to the gym? I need to join. All right. Next. Although I don't, I wasn't going to really touch much of the AVP movies because, like Ken said, I don't think they really did the Predator justice in them. I'm just going to say, you know, she absolutely destroyed the Predator in that movie. Just stabby stabbed him to death. And, uh, you know, there's that. Take it with a grain of salt. 
also consider the fact that uh, it happened, so I'm going to win. Weapons. That is going to include her tail with the spiky stabby stabby at the end. I love saying stabby stabby, so I'm going to say it. I missed most of Halloween. This is my chance. And, of course, let's not forget the face ripper offer, okay? The face ripper offer, face tongue thing. That's a weapon. Her hands and just her overall muscle density and size. Predator. He's going to have a tough fight, and honestly, I just see a body slam suplex from an alien ending this in no time. That's the alien queen. Well, first off, Dustin, it took you little to no time to start you know, trying to judge me uh, and the things that I enjoy. Uh, I do, in fact, love the tongue grabby facey thingy, uh, of course. Uh, on the alien queen quite a bit bigger, but you know, you, you got to go with what you know. All right. And you can't, you can't fight love. That's, that's, that's all I'll say. Um, so yeah, Geiger's creations on alien, they're, they're ridiculous. It's, it's, it's probably the, the coolest Hollywood monster. Uh, and that's why that I think this, this generation of, um, films it's never going to end like that it has the distance because everybody's afraid of that damn thing uh with the exception of i'd say my character uh of course uh the actual winner of this fight because he is a motherfucking hunter uh and his name is predator literally predator okay he does need to be a queen he just hunts that's what he does but i'll go ahead and explain it uh so simple-minded dustin understands so his name yaucha uh, that's actually the species name. Uh, there have been a couple of different named predators, uh, but they really only exist in the comics, so I didn't really go with that. Actor. Now, first fun fact, or FF, if you will. Originally, it was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, before they actually changed the creature to look like he does now. Uh, I've seen the stills, and because I was that guy that went and bought like the Steelbook predator dvd edition back in like 2004 from suncoast yeah that that dates you everybody that went to the mall uh it was suncoast hot topic and spencer's those were the stores that you went to and don't lie to yourself and also don't worry we all have to take ibuprofen now to get out of bed that's neither here nor there uh so he was actually played by kevin peter hall who was the actor that played uh, harry from harry and the hendersons uh seven foot two uh, ridiculously large guy. Um, and Brian Steele was the latest uh, actor to play a predator in Predators. Um, so the movies that he has been in, Predator, Predator 2, AVP films, Predators, The Predator, and Prey is the, is the most recent. Uh, so for this fight, we're going 7-2, weight 240. His rank is Hunter Extraordinaire, because uh, I thought it just sounded great. A uh, little bit of bio on him. They're known colloquially, colloquially, yeah, we'll go with that word, as the predators or hunters. They are an extraterrestrial species characterized by their hunting of other dangerous species for sport and honor, including humans. The Yaucha are a sentient humanoid race that breathe an atmosphere similar to that of Earth's but possess a high level of technological advancement far in the excess of anything known to human beings. The predators stalk and kill their prey, using a combination of highly advanced technology, such as active camouflage and energy weapons, combined that with comparatively primitive traditional weapons, such as blades, spears, and nets. The predators often ritualistically 
mutilate their prey, and usually claim a trophy from their kills. Capable of interstellar travel and starships, the Predators have hunted on Earth for centuries and have also had prior contact with the Engineers, which was the race that originally created the Xenomorphs. Aside from their repeated conflicts with the humans, the Predators have notably been associated with the Xenomorph. None of them is the Kinda Amada, which is, no, which is in their language, hard meat. That's right. You didn't think you were going to get a linguistics lesson from me today. See? Educational. That's what we're all about here, Dustin. Uh, whom they revere is probably their most worthy of all prey. They have been known to deliberately breed the creatures from captive queens in order to hunt them as part of initia- initiation rituals for the young Yaucha. Uh, predators are bipedal humanoids, physically distinguishable by humans by their greater height. The long hair-like appendages that kind of look like dreadlocks, uh, their reptilian skin, and their faces, which feature an arthropod-like mandibles and no visible nose. Yeah, so the predator might have that tongue facey thing, but there's literally mandibles with spikes on this guy, and he has fangs. So he doesn't give a shit, which, by the way, he doesn't even need to show because he's got a badass mask, as all predators do. Uh, they also ha- seem to be a... Uh, uh, the use of uh, other animals and prey that they've hunted. They use their skins or their skulls or their bones uh, to mark themselves uh, to be kind of badass. Uh, they also are incredibly great at mimicking. They mimic anything from sounds to noises uh, that are given off by prey and the world around them in order to kind of draw in their prey. Uh, while in uniform, Yacha's physical appearance includes a number of subtle vi- uh, variations akin to human genetic di- diversity. Uh, the predator is typically wearing anywhere between two and three smaller pieces of armor, usually a, sh- a shoulder piece that has a cannon attached to it, a mask, and then a wrist gauntlet. Uh, for this match, that is what they will be, he'll be using. He's not going to go all crazy uh, predatorian on him, uh, but we'll see to that. Uh, they're incredibly strong, easily capable of outmatching a conditioned adult human male in unarmed combat, and able to land bows that can shatter solid concrete. They are capable of tearing a human's head and spine from its body with little effort while using, while some are larger specimens have been seen to tear a bo- human body in half using only their bare hands. Uh, its strength also extends to their lower body as well, as predators have been seen to be able to jump over three times its own height, so about 21 feet or two uh, stories. They're skilled climbers and appear to be uh, appear to be perfectly suited to be moving along ceilings, walls, anything and everything it needs to. Uh, they're also uh, able to survive the exposure to the vacuum of space as well as superheated climates where it really likes to actually hang out. Uh, according to some humans, uh, Hiaochia possess superior genetic material compared to that of humans and if used correctly could enhance humanity as a species. Uh, the one project that was carried out along the genetic ex- experimentation lines uh, was used by a the Yaucha that they discovered uh, in New York City after the events of Predator versus uh, Predator Two. Nevertheless, the Yaucha genes are evidently potent enough that when one is impregnated with a xenomorph chestburster, which of course Dustin talked about the little cuddly things that love to give your face hugs. Um, the resulting creature adopts more pronounced physical characteristics from its host than might otherwise be expect, expected to include the dreadlocks and mandibles, leading to a distinctive predalien cast. 
Now that is its physical characteristics. For this mount match, the Yaoshi is going to have his shoulder fire laser cannon, which I'm only going to say has got three charges in it because I think it's kind of unfair to be able to use anything more than that. Uh, a spear, a knife, and or its uh, wrist blades, um, and its uh, net launcher. Uh, it is not going to utilize its super secret, uh, not secret, uh, self-destruction device to automatically win this match. Cause I don't think that's very fair. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Now that's the predator. Uh, Dustin, I, I, I don't see how your Royal queen is going to do anything, but get her Royal ass beat, uh, in this match. You know, you you talk a big game, but Alien, she's a big creature, and she just she's towering over this guy. And you still think you have a chance. It's cute. Yeah, she doesn't have a laser launcher. But okay, we'll go with that. Uh, so before we get into the match, though, Dustin, we'll go ahead and have Geo explain how we get into these fights, because uh, I think it's a hell of a lot more fair uh, than not. So, Geo? Do you honestly think these idiots would be able to put their biases aside to come up with an answer to who would win? Absolutely not. So they did the next best thing. They stole a probabilistic model that a computer can use from the dynamic dual jamooks. Using this model, the guys input a character's stats, such as strength, fighting style, and most importantly, humor. They run the model 1,000 times to decide a match listening to a computer do anything it's stupid boring so instead the guys end up simulating a fight in an environment that will undoubtedly put my fifth generation establishment in harm's way the simulated fight doesn't have any bearing on the results but i guess to some it's funnier yes so Thank you, Gio, for explaining how our simulation works. Of course, we utilize the same method that our previous co-host, Jonathan, I really talked up, uh, as well as the guys from Deadliest Warrior. Uh, a hell of a lot more fun to talk about is how we actually are going to fight this. Uh, normally, they try to do a non-environment environment. I think that'd be boring as shit. That and realistically, I don't think these two would ever meet up in a just bland-ass place. Uh, so what we'll say is the uh, warehouse full of meat uh, that the federal guys in Predator 2 uh, is likely where this match is going to happen. Of course, the humans, because we're stupid, decided they tried, you know, they're going to try to breed xenomorphs to be a biological weapon because, of course, why wouldn't we? Um, and the queen got out. Now, the predator dispatched himself. He was already hunting in the city. Uh, and then he found out about these xenomorphs and he said, you know, it's, it's game the fuck on. It's, it's, it's time for this fight. Um, so these two are in the uh, facility. The xenomorph queen's drones are out and about killing and fighting other guys. And there are no other face hunters. Uh, and predator drops him from the ceiling. Dustin, I'm going to let you go first. All right, so the queen, she has these heightened senses. She has this, like, the thermal sense on the front of her face. She has the, she's smelling, taking in all the meat, and then she notice a new scent drop in. And she's going to hone in on that scent, and she's going to smack one of these hanging meats with her tail straight in the alien's, or predator's direction. 
So you just threw your meat at me. That's wrong, Dustin. We haven't even started this fight. You're already trying to go weird. Okay, fine. So the Predator, he, he's already kind of got an idea of what's going on. He came here to get some food as well because he likes to eat the meat that's hanging up. Uh, and he sees the alien queen just lash out. Now, the alien queen, of course, doesn't have eyes. So she is really dependent on her other senses. Uh, but just for kicks, Predator is going to initiate his active camouflage, which is going to render himself invisible. Um, and he is going to leap out of the way. Now, before he actually lands and starts to hide himself, he is going to attune his gauntlet to make the noises of the alien queen's drones. Uh, and he's going to start admitting these noises out into the, the area to see if he can confuse her. So she's going to be looking around. I say she will get a little confused because she doesn't smell her, her drones. She has a hive mind. She's not sensing them. So she's going to determine pretty early on that this is a trick. And like you said, she don't have eyes. So even though he went invisible, she knows exactly where he went to hide. And she is going to full on rush him and tackle him to the ground. So he, I'm going to say that she rushes him, but as she comes in to snatch at him, he's going to jump dodge out of the way while firing his laser cannon, uh, winging the queen. Okay, so the queen just got hit, and she, at this point, is just ticked off. First off, you pretended that her family was there. She doesn't take kindly to that. And then you drew blood. She don't take kindly to that. So what she's going to do, I'm going to say you winged her arm. She is going to fling her arm sideways. So that way her blood hits the predator in the mask. And as we all know, that's acid. It is acid. However, predators technology and the metal that they use is actually resistant to the acid. Um, but, and we'll also, you know, take into account that the laser would probably cauterize what's going on, but fine. Screw science. Uh, so we'll say that the, the acid does land on his mask and probably on his laser cannon, rendering it, you know, inert. Uh, we'll say it was a shitty model that he, he pulled off somebody else. Uh, so the predator is just going to knock the, the cannon off. He doesn't really need it. It's kind of cheating and, and, and weak for these guys to use these things anyways. So he's going to snatch the spear off of his belt and he's going to extend it, uh, which he's going to hurdle it right at the queen's head. Okay. The queen is going to swipe with her tail, knocking it out of the way. And then she's going to use her tail to stab him straight through the chest. So as she's throwing or as the tail comes to knock the spear out of the way, that's when the razor sharp net is going to fly out uh, and take its tail, wrap it around a girder and just start tightening itself, cutting the tail completely off, probably about halfway. Okay, that's actually a pretty good move. She's flailing at this point. She's in pain. She's angry. She's ticked off and... All she has left at this point is she has to close the distance. So she, again, is going to rush him and try to grab him. So that way she can play a little kissy kiss with her tongue on his uh, dreadlocks. 
again, it's weird the kissy kiss, but you know what? I, I I'm kind of digging it. It's it, it's it's working for me. So she's gonna. I'm gonna say she probably grabs him right to pick him up to do this. It's not like she's able to like bend down because I kind of see it like an alien queen, like the way they designed it, much like a T Rex, right? They got a big head and little arms. So. Uh, the, the queen probably picks up the predator and then lashes out with its mouth toothy kissy kissy thing uh, and probably takes off like one or two of his dreadlocks, which is going to piss off this predator. He works a lot on that hair. Like he uses soul glow and everything. Uh, and it it just it's 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 maddening. So as she attacks with that, he's going to extend his wrist blades and cut that tongue completely off. And then he's going to jam his knife that he had in his other hand straight up into the alien queen's head, trying to end the match. Okay. I'm going to say before he can stab her in the head, as soon as he cut off her tongue, she instantly bit down with the rest of her mouth, cutting his arm off and then biting him in the throat, ending the match. And that's what she thinks as the little ticker starts beeping on his wrist and everything blows up and the predator wins anyways. <laughs> Regardless of how I may have said the predator holds no value in that, he's going to destroy everything anyways. Dustin, uh, for our first match back, buddy, I think that, that went pretty well. Um, but before we actually get into the win, why don't we have Geo explain what our damage spectrum is. The destruction spectrum, or as I like to call it, the insurance adjuster's notes. The guys take each character's destruction potential and decide on a scale of 1 to 5. Really, it's all about how much damage they do to my deli. Since you guys think it's hilarious, I guess I'll just keep switching insurance companies. There is certain to be a ton in New York, right? <laughs> it is pretty funny. Like it, 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 it really is, very is kind funny. of funny how many times he has to do that. It's it's unfortunate for him, but it is kind of funny. All right, so our, our destruction spectrum on from one to five, these two hulking aliens. Uh, how do you think uh, his new little shop in Connecticut's doing? Um, it's gone. It's just <laughs> you know just fitting the alien queen through the door in the first place. That thought that whole wall's gone. Then you got laser cannons going off, tails spiping everywhere. Uh, it, there's there's nothing left. Sorry, sorry, Gio. I know you just moved. Probably gonna have to do it again. Yeah, I definitely think like a three three out of five on this one. As far as uh, I mean, it could go five out of five with the nuclear explosion from the from the predator, but I don't think it's gonna go that far. Uh, and true, I, I would love to see how the alien. Yeah, only if the alien queen, you know, doesn't, you know, die the way she's supposed to. But I, I too agree. I would love to see how the alien queen fits herself into the deli. Like I kind of picture it like she's trying to get meat uh, and, you know, like every other non-New Yorker that's working uh, just gets pissed off and like, hey, take your own number. So, um, yeah. I, I honestly, uh, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm pretty excited for it. Dustin, of course, thinks he won, uh, which oh, yeah. it's always unfortunate for him, uh, <laughs> when he's wrong, but Dustin, the winner of this week's match, the last of the spooky season, which again, kind of sad. This has been fun to do these kind of matches, but I'm really excited about how the rest of the season is going to go and enough of me stalling while I open up the results. The winner of this week's match is the Predator. 
Uh, My friend, it is cheater. not even close. It's uh, 92.6% to 7.4. And the reason is the laser cannon. The thing is lethal, and if she allows herself to get shot up, that it, it's over. She's got to close the distance. I think that uh, if we do run this again, I think we should, because I think what we should do is a team fight between these guys. It would be kind of fun. Um between them and then maybe another extraterrestrial, like we'll figure out who it is. Uh, we'll take the laser cannon off and see how it'll probably be a hell of a lot closer of a fight. Uh, of course, uh, that means that Dustin lost uh, his first matchup. So everyone is, uh, everyone's glad. We're, we're good. Uh, everything's back to normal. I'm super excited. <laughs> um, yeah. Now for my first episode back for me to lose this bad, is very depressing, and I might just, you know, need to take another vacation. He might want to, but he's not going to, especially not considering going to. Dustin actually got the pick for the next fight, uh, which is going to be great. So uh, with that, I'm going to let him explain who his next fight is. But before we do that, we need to do another. Wham. For next week, Dustin... Why don't you give us a character that you'd love the audience to give us a matchup for for next week? Oh man, okay, I was not prepared. Um, so ah, I'm just gonna. This is uh, this is gonna be a tie-in to <laughs> next week's next next duel. Um, give us a matchup for Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Uh, outstanding pick, another Mel Gibson uh, character. I can't wait. And uh, as he alluded to, because he is perfect at the segue, Dustin, who are we fighting next week? So um, I've already called it. I'm not giving Ken a choice because this is this this was supposed to be my return episode. Um, we are going to have Roger Murtaugh, and then my favorite all-time 80s movie franchise that has stood the test of time that brings me joy every Christmas season, Die Hard. And I am going to be repping McLean. yippee ki mother trucker. I don't cuss. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know. And it, it's enjoyable to listen to you throw those out there. Uh, of course, the, the greatest of all Christmas movies. This is something Dustin and I have agreed on for a long time. Uh, and when we get into cr- the Christmas season, it'll be sad to not have this character. Uh, however, I am getting too old for this shit is one of my favorite lines to use uh, whenever things at work are going bad. So I am more than happy and have the honor and privilege of repping Murtaugh uh, in this fight. Uh, Dustin, I'm excited, man. I can't wait. I can't believe that you're back. Uh, I can't wait to whip your ass next week again. And of course, folks, go on to our social medias, uh, the Instagrams, the Twix, the X, the email, the Spotify's. Um, also, just as a side note, since we started this, Dustin, a little over 23 weeks ago-ish, in the middle of May, we've had over 17,000 or 1,700 rather 1700 people listen to our podcast that is badass i cannot believe we've had that many people listen uh we're at over a little under 600 subscribers uh which is shocking to me that there's that many people that want to listen to us uh but 
let's keep on keeping on. And I can't wait to see where we go for this season. You got anything else before we get out of here? I appreciate the love. I appreciate the fans. I know you all like me more than Ken and don't worry. Cause I'm back. That's right. Uh, that's why we really brought you back. And in this season, we're going to be some more ups and downs for Dustin, of course. Uh, but we are going to probably be releasing, uh, some secrets next, uh, uh, week, uh, regarding some potential, uh, audience buy-in <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, so with that guys, uh, thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye.